0: This is the Enthusiasts Guild, a place for conversations about wonderful and interesting things with the people who enjoy them. I'm Fletcher C. Finch. I'm Adam Zaremski. And today our topic is Captain America. Specifically, Captain America, the first Avenger, the, the Marvel film, but we'll get into the character, the comics, the films, many aspects of Cap.
1: There's a lot to him. I'm really looking forward to just focusing on the first Avenger. We should say spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't (laughs) seen Captain America, first Avenger and probably a bunch of the other Marvel movies, because they might crop up in the conversation.
0: I'd say to be safe, um, you will hear information from Captain America, the first Avenger in this conversation. And we may have references to events and characters
1: up to and including uh, Avengers Endgame. God, that scene in endgame. I'm glad you threw that spoiler out there and I'm going to jump to it. We won't talk about that <laughs> scene with Cap. Oh man, I still get chills. Now, you picked this topic this week. You had this listed as something you want to focus on. What made you think of First Avenger?
0: Of the Avengers, Captain America is definitely my favorite character. I really like that film, The First Avenger. It, it has some differences from the rest of what you see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it it just does such a great job setting up that character and introduces some themes that you see throughout the rest of the stories. It makes the character he he makes a lot more sense. Like you could you could go into Avengers and see that and be like, "Okay, you know the basics of Captain America. The basics of Captain America aren't that complicated. It's a great
1: origin story movie." Right. Hey, here's a kid who wants to do more has that whole, you know, heart of gold type of complex and just wants to, what does he say? Um, just doesn't like seeing people bullied.
0: I always love that line. The doctor says, oh, oh, so so you, you want to kill Nazis? And he goes, I don't want to kill anyone. Yeah. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. And th- that's one of the things that I think is so great about that movie is the characteristics that are established there work throughout. That's his attitude for the whole thing some of the later movies there's there's the whole i can do this all day when he's in a fight but the first time he says that it's when he's he's getting beat up by a a bully he's a scrawny little guy he's getting beaten up by a bully and he gets punched in the face and that's when he says i can do this all day
1: I think it's also when he picked up the the garbage can or something is the shield almost like a, a-
0: yeah yeah he's got the, the garbage can lid. There are a couple of moments in that film where they foreshadow what he'll be doing later with his shield. Where in that scene he's got the garbage can lid that he's holding up as a somewhat flimsy defense against this this bully who's beaten him up. And later, when he first faces off against a Hydra agent, he's got the taxi cab door. And he's holding that up and it has the star in the middle of the taxi cab door. And so it's very Captain America-ish. I totally forgot about that. There are so many scenes in that movie that that I just love. What are your thoughts
1: on that movie? I'm trying to think of the order of how they came out. It was, I think it was Iron Man and then the Hulk movie, uh, Iron Man 2. And I feel like Thor came out and then it was Captain America. And it was at that time... As someone who would read comics a lot growing up, you, I'd read some of the sites out there, and they would talk about how trying to set this up for the Avengers movie was such a gamble. And the Iron Mans were good. Hulk was meh. Thor was, the first one was fine. They got to figure out a way to get a movie where it's going to seal it. And you're also talking about someone who's sometimes seen as like a Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. And how are you going to get this image of him across
0: captain america is square he's not cool he's not that smooth uh in in the first movie especially he's pretty he's a little awkward he gains some confidence when he's got the super soldier serum and, and he's you know bigger and stronger but this is somebody who he's not that concerned about being the coolest guy in the room he's always what's right what's wrong what do i need to do He's all about responsibility and self-sacrifice.
1: Yeah, totally. And they did a very good job with this movie portraying that and leading it forward where you could go into that first Avengers movie then and bring the team together. And he was, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s, the star of it. But you needed kind of someone as a character to almost lead them and direct them. And they did a great job of setting that up with First Avenger. And plus, the World War II movies are kind of, they're fascinating and they're I hate to say fun, um, when they're well done, they're good. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to an interesting time. And again, this is bringing in a comic character that's been around since World War II, when they first introduced him. When did you first encounter the
0: character of
1: Captain America? You know, it would have been in some sort of comic that I'd come across. Maybe he was crossing over with Spider-Man, because that was probably more of what I was reading at the time. And so here's this guy with the Big blue suit and stars and stripes and a shield. And I didn't read too much about him until there was a a whole comic series. Not series, but an event called Onslaught with the X-Men. And then a bunch of characters did the comic death where they died but didn't really die and went into a different world and they had new comics. And so I think it was around then when I really started to get into Captain America. Not saying those were good ones, but it just kind of introduced it to me and then afterwards they restarted it again and you got to see the character with some new authors and writers and i started reading some of the past ones finding out more about him he was never on the radar as much for me until probably the movie i would say okay like i'd see him he'd be in different crossover events like i said but i think the movie is where it was oh yeah there's captain america Mm -hmm. and he's he is nerdy in a way, but he is cool because he's doing the right thing. He's doing no matter what the cost. And so oh, I hate to say that.
0: And they establish that right off the bat. There's there's the scene where he's with the other candidates and the super soldier thing that they're going to try and do. And the Tommy Lee Jones character throws the grenade among the group and everybody else runs away and he jumps on the grenade and, and he's shouting, get away, get back. And that's the whole thing is his character is all about self-sacrifice and responsibility throughout all of the, the Marvel movies driven by a sense of responsibility. He thinks that there's, there's right and there's wrong and he has to stand up for what's right. And it doesn't matter what the cost is to him he's going to do it. I I think it's kind of interesting because looking at the, the arc now of that phase of the Marvel universe, Captain America, Steve Rogers, doesn't have that much character development after that first movie that he's in. Captain America is established. You've got the whole thing where he goes from scrawny guy to being Captain America and embodying Captain America. But after that, he doesn't really change that much. He's still, all right, this is Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers stands for what's good and what's true. And he fights for the little guy and he's against bullying. Every other movie that he's in, it's him bumping up against other things in the world. It's not him changing because of things in the world. Uh, He loosens up a little bit. He'll crack more jokes, but he doesn't really changes the character and I think that's interesting especially if you look at Iron Man the Robert Downey Jr. character who is through all sorts of uh, almost like he you know whip back and forth between different things he goes from you know playboy billionaire to having a responsibility and then he's got the whole basically like an extended PTSD arc and worrying about protecting the whole world. And his his character grows and changes a whole bunch. Whereas Steve Rogers is essentially the same person at the end of Endgame that he was at the end of the first Avenger.
1: Yeah, he was the same. Like after he went through this and is the cliche, the fish out of water after he's frozen for 80 years. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really touch on that too much in the movies. It was like little bits and pieces like, oh, I need to discover music or movies or culture. But otherwise he's things are thrown at him and he deals with them. And mm-hmm. I, I think it works well for that character. You have, you know, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark changes, uh, Thor changes. Some of the others have a decent arc. You know, those are the main ones. But Captain America, he kind of is the steady hand throughout almost. And I think that might work for the writing aspect, for the storytelling where you get to have this character who is just who he is throughout and they can all trust and lean on him. And so is the audience you get to look at and go, yeah, if Cap's there, it's okay.
0: Well, and, and he is, he is the moral center of the Avengers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: You had mentioned captain america has that list of uh you know pop culture and things that he's keeping up on and i think that that speaks so much to what you said earlier about he's a nerd (laughs) you know who else is going to have a checklist of oh here are the pop culture
1: references i need to learn right he's just that thorough he uh wants to make sure he's doing what he can to both you know save the world but then kind of be a part of it still
0: That first movie, the first Avenger, what's your gut response to that? What do you think of that movie?
1: I still enjoy it. You know, when we went back and rewatched all the movies before Endgame, I think that one still holds up. And it's interesting. I thought a lot of the movies actually, maybe at the first time you watched it, maybe you really loved it or maybe you're like, eh. But I felt like they all did very well having a good storyline throughout. And I think that one still holds up. You know, it's nice that it's in a different time period. I think that helps it a lot, Mm -hmm. kind of placing them in this real world scenario that took place, changing the history of the fact that there's super soldiers and other weird forces at play, but gave you this point of reference, like, you know, the newer ones that take place in modern times, but not quite, but this one, it's World War II and it's kind of fascinating just to see how things progress from there. Oh yeah. If I'm guessing right, Fletcher, I think You like this costume because I know the costume in some of the later movies is critiqued, (laughs) but I think this one stands out to you, doesn't it?
0: I love the World War II era Captain America costume, specifically the costume that he's wearing when he goes rogue from the Liberty Bonds USO show tour and uh, goes out to try and save the, the soldiers and Bucky. I think his uniform makes a lot of sense in that context of, Oh, he's a propaganda tool. He's, he's somebody who's been out there on stage dressing up in the stars and stripes and, you know, pretending to punch Hitler in the face in the movie. It's, it's a quick moment, but when he goes off to actually battle with somebody, the helmet that he grabs with the, the a stenciled on it is supposed to be one of the backup dancers helmets. (laughs) So that's what he wears when he actually goes into battle. Uh, You've probably seen that a couple of years ago, I made that costume to dress up in for Halloween. I thought you did a fantastic job. That's one of my favorites. I I love that look.
1: Which shield did you go with for your Halloween costume? Did you go with the the classic one where it's like the half oval with the cuts into the top or did you go with the circular?
0: Yeah, I, I went with that kind of badger or shield shaped shield, not the round one. That was actually a loner from a friend. It definitely puts Captain America into that era. If if you've got that shield, you know which, which Cap you're looking at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fun looking back at some of the older comics and seeing that type of shield.
0: I find that to be a very rewatchable movie. I find that going back to it now, having seen all of those other Avengers and Marvel Cinematic Universe films, the part that feels clunkiest is the frame narrative where... They've got, when you're when you're watching the film The First Avenger, the very beginning and the very end are set in the modern day. But the, the core of the movie is set during World War II. And I, I understand that to make it fit in with the whole cinematic universe, they included those portions. But I, I almost wish that it were just contained to the 1940s.
1: That if he had uh, pretty much gone down with the plane... And then they just end it almost like there's a sacrifice, there's that, and just leave it there.
0: I think when when you cut away immediately from him making that sacrifice to him being thought out years later, yes, there's there's still that sadness and now he's a man out of time, but it uh it undercuts some of that that self sacrifice that he was making.
1: I'm trying to think how they could have done it differently because if they're looking at it from the
0: oh, it would have been too much to cram into the Avengers. I I understand why they did it that way, right. but the the portions of the movie in the 1940s are my favorite
1: parts. Is it just that time frame? Is it just you like to see the World War II element, or just that the 1940s era?
0: Maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of both. You may already know this, but the director for the first Avenger, Joe Johnston, was also the director for the Rocketeer.
1: Oh yeah. That's right.
0: That you have a lot of those, those same sort of themes, a lot of the, you know, you're even doing the thing where you're fighting the Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like his approach on that. I think he does a good job of making you feel like you're watching something that's from a different era. You can get away with more corniness by setting it in the 1940s and more moral certainty than you can with most modern stories. And it doesn't feel out of place. And I think he does a nice job
1: with that. It's a, a weird point to bring up, but I do like when he's in the war bonds portion, when he's going doing the tours. Oh, yeah. And I I like that they had Buffalo. Mm. <laughs> it was just kind of uh, oh, cool, Buffalo. That's where we're from. And he's hitting all the different uh, cities and they threw that one in there. And it's probably true for any movie, which is sad in some ways. <laughs> it's like, oh, you put Buffalo in there. I like this movie a little mm-hmm. better. <laughs> They did a great job casting the character, too. Oh, yeah. That helped out a lot. But yeah, just the writing and the the planning for it and the acting that goes hand in hand. You know, they were able to build that character in a way where I don't I wonder if they did early on have such a plan for him being a lead character in that way. You know, he would be a lead, but it, it was largely an Iron Man series for a while mm-hmm. and then. And I think First Avenger didn't do great. I think it was like, oh, this is good. But it was really like Winter Soldier when that came out. That was, oh, yeah. oh wow, look at Captain America. Mm-hmm. But it, it all goes back to First Avenger where that just did a great job setting it up.
0: I think that's interesting, too, because First Avenger is kind of your solid war movie adventure movie, whereas Winter Soldier feels more like a, an espionage film.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: One of the things that I love about about the first adventure is that it does feel in some ways as that adventure movie. It kind of feels like an Indiana Jones movie. And I was reading that Joe Johnston, again the the director for this movie, was the art director for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Yeah. There's a, a nod in the dialogue to the movie where Red Skull says the Fuhrer digs for trinkets in the desert. <laughs> if you know Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know that's a direct reference and I love it.
1: That's so cool. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they really did pick a good director when you consider that. So what's,
0: what's your favorite Captain America movie?
1: I mean, Winter Soldier was just so well done. And I think that kind of catapulted the character. Civil War was more of another Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a way, if you look at it, it's like First Avenger and Winter Soldiers are primarily the Captain America movies. Um, And then he's in the others as they need him. I'd probably go with First Avenger. I I
0: would also go with First Avenger. That is my favorite Captain America movie.
1: Because it just sets it up. It's the one you go back to where Winter Soldier is awesome. And it's just... Great action scenes. It's a good story. I think it does a better job of showing his firm beliefs. I think he had the one line when Nick Fury showing him the the helicarriers and talking early on about how, hey, with these we can pretty much neutralize a threat before it becomes one. We can be up in the skies patrolling it. And Captain America's like, this isn't freedom. This is fear. Yes. I don't recall if that's exactly, but it was just like a great moment to show this is he, he has firm beliefs. And sometimes it butts up against the people he's trying to work with, but he looks at it and says, no, this is what I think needs to be done.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He had some
0: good lines like that. Uh, he had some great ones. And, and I mean, goodness, Chris Evans can deliver those lines. I, I, I think it, it takes a lot to be able to deliver those lines earnestly and, and with a straight face. But he's got so much sincerity you were talking earlier about with the, the Marvel movies and how you've got Iron Man and you're kind of building up the team around him, but Iron Man's very much a, a, a solo player. And so I, I think you need Captain
1: America to make the Avengers work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, without him, I mean, each one kind of embodies a certain element. Uh, and without Cap, you don't have that natural leader yeah that's the thing he's the leader in the group, and it's gonna be weird with the movies going forward to I know they're they have uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, which I think is a really cool idea. I'm curious how they're gonna oh, do yeah. that like I know he can do the Falcon aspect, but you look at what captain America does i mean first of all, when you throw that shield that bounces back towards you with that velocity i mean logistically if you're if we're <laughs> looking at movie stuff, I know it's movie magic, but like is he going to get the super soldier serum somehow? Is does he need it?
0: Right, yeah. How, how does that work if if you're just a talented normal human? Yeah. You know?
1: But I do love that they went with him as the next uh kind of Captain America to pass off the shield and I'm looking, you know, I, I, we had talked at one point about the future movies on the Marvel side and and I haven't I've been hesitant to be like, "Oh, I love this, or I'm looking forward to the next ones." But I think when I think of like Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Yeah. That one, I'm kind of like, oh, I really do want to see that.
0: And I, I love the relationship between those two characters that was previously established. To yeah, it's almost like a
1: bickering couple in some ways.
0: <laughs> what are the differences between the the movie cap and the the comics cap that you've seen?
1: I think they covered it pretty well. I mean, in some aspects, he's I don't know that he's changed much. Necessarily, as far I mean, he's had character growth or gone through different things. The fish out of water element. I mean, they froze him and then he came out in the seventies or something in real time, and so he's had time to deal with that. I feel like the movie pretty well captured who he is. I mean, the abilities are about the same. He's just very good at military and leading. He's good at knowing right from wrong. Um, strong conviction. The power base was basically the same, just like a stronger guy, Mm -hmm. uh, faster, and yeah, it's pretty similar. Which I I I like that a lot. That was cool to see that they 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 he was a good character in the comics, and they knew what they had, and they just ran with it.
0: I enjoyed that as a superhero. He is, you know, he's got some superhuman strength, but he doesn't have crazy abilities this isn't somebody who can fly this isn't somebody who can turn invisible they're all abilities that you can comprehend mm-hmm. you know within comics <laughs>
1: <Sure>. <laughs> that's a key key phrase yeah i mean when you watch the way he throws the shield around and everything and i love it i love the way they had that film because it's very much like that in the comics where he'll just heave that damn shield and it ricochets at some crazy angles and then it comes back to him it's fairly impossible but awesome would you like to be captain america if if you had the chance to be a superhero do you, would you accept the the shield oh accept the shield that's a you know there's a lot of responsibility with that i'd like to say yes um there's a lot of conviction in that character there's a lot of moral fortitude Um, just kind of, even sometimes I think when he figures out he's wrong, he, he does adapt, Mm -hmm. but he's still able to just like, okay, no, this is everyone else is telling me this is wrong, but I really believe this is right. And I, I mean, that's like, I don't know if that's a good way of thinking sometimes it works in the movies. Um, yeah, I think I would, you know, again, throw the shield on your back and go on about, uh, I'd like to think that if I'd have the conviction that the comics and the movie character have, how about you? I like to think that I would be up for the challenge,
0: but it, it would be a responsibility. I, I think Captain America, there's always that in, in, in addition to the, the actual heroics, you have to accept the the symbolism and that sort of cultural importance and the fact that you're always the exemplar of, of morals and virtue. I think Captain America probably has that more than any superhero with the exception
1: of Superman. Yeah. And where Superman can kind of get away with the idea of being there for the world. um, Captain America is embodying a specific country and it's something he wants to spread around the world his version of it, his vision of it. Um, But yeah, that would be, that would be tough. It it would be an an awesome responsibility. That's a good way to put it. Anything else you'd like to add about Captain America or Steve Rogers? I mean, we say Captain America, but really it is the, uh, the character Steve Rogers that is so supreme. (laughs)
0: In the, in the movies, at least, there's not much to differentiate between Captain America and Steve Rogers. You know, Captain America is the the public persona, but Steve Rogers has that same moral fiber and the same approach. When he's holding the shield, he's Captain America, or when he's in the the uniform, he's Captain America, but it doesn't change his essence. You know, Batman and Bruce Wayne are in some ways different characters, and, and you can... Debate whether Batman is the the true essence of the man or if Bruce Wayne is the true essence of the man. But I think for for Captain America, there's there's no meaningful
1: distinction. Whether he's in costume or not, it's still going about uh, doing his thing that he believes in. Oh, I'm I'm so happy we got the chance to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, any chance to talk about the Marvel movies. I'm looking forward to sharing it with the world. Yes, and uh, and then maybe getting more of the people in the world to share their enthusiasm with us. So I would say if anyone has some enthusiastic things they want to talk about, reach out on that note if you've enjoyed what you've heard and you want to
0: share some feedback or if you'd like to share some ideas for future topics or things that you're enthusiastic about you can find us on facebook and twitter at the enthusiasts guild or you can contact us by email at the enthusiasts at gmail.com The music this week is Americana by Kevin McLeod of Ecompotech.com, used under a Creative Commons license.